Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Joined now by the host of BetQL Daily, Odyssey Sports betting insider Ed Egros. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. And be sure to check out the BetQL Daily Podcast. You'll get more Ed Egros analysis there. Search BetQL wherever you find your shows. Ed, welcome into the Sports Bar. Appreciate you making some time for us today. Looking forward to getting some winners from you for this evening's action. How are things today, Ed? Things are fantastic. It's Wednesday. We're feeling good. Let's go. Yeah, it, tonight we get the the one game here, Sixter, Sixers and Celtics. And I don't know, is this a stay away game? I mean, if, if Embiid is going, I mean, what kind of version do we get of Embiid? And certainly we didn't see. No, hardly anybody saw James Harden showing up the way he did. So what do we expect here? Should we just expect Boston to bounce back here? And how do you look at this game? Well, first off, I do believe that Joel Embiid is going to play. And if he's going to be 90% Embiid, the MVP version we saw throughout the regular season, that's hard for me to say. I also feel like that if the Sixers are, say, trailing in the second half, that maybe there is sort of an implied minutes restriction. I mean, there, there may not necessarily be a, an obvious one. But I do feel like that with certain key matchups and if the Sixers are trailing, then maybe – you don't need a whole lot of Joel Embiid to game like this. Like you're probably going to need a little bit more jump shooting. Maybe this isn't like the James Harden game, but it's the Tyrese Maxey game or the Tobias Harris game, something like that. So as far as the spread is concerned, to me, you attack this one of two ways. Either you're backing the Celtics because they do need this game. They can't go down 0-2 and lose both games at home, or you're going to back the Sixers to win this game outright. I wouldn't put the plus seven and a half uh you know in your ledger i think that just doesn't make a whole lot of like betting sense to me the the way that i would attack this game is i like the under in large part because when Embiid is out there on the floor the defensive pace of play slows down significantly for philadelphia because when, when the celtics are going to try and drive to the rim or something like that you got the big guy who you got to worry about and that to me is is going to matter a great deal that if you have fewer possessions when you have your star players out there, then there's just going to be fewer chances to score, right? And so with this total where it is, I think the under is probably where I'm thinking. And what about, let's distill it down a little bit more, what about the first quarter team total for the Sixers at maybe, say, like under 26 and a half? We just didn't see Boston play any sort of defense at all in game one. You would imagine that that changes early in this one. 
I think it will. I think it will. But, you know, it's, it's important to keep in mind that Boston's defense during the regular season was fantastic. It was one of the better ones in the NBA. But in the playoffs, things have been really different. And while I understand that the Hawks have Trey Young and all of that, still, though, you would expect that, say, you know, points per possession, effective field goal percentage, it, it wouldn't be that much worse. But we're seeing something that is, to me, surprising, the Celtics playing poorest defense. I don't know how long that will last, uh, and certainly I don't want to take the smaller sample size and then run with that versus what they did in the regular season, which, again, was pretty stout. So, to me, I feel like that under uh, in that first quarter for the Sixers makes a lot of sense. It also goes back to that idea of having fewer possessions, fewer opportunities to score, and not that James Harden can't have another good performance. I'm not, ex- not necessarily expecting it, but again, I think that pace of play is where I'm thinking is, is key in terms of figuring out what numbers are appropriate. Uh, we're talking to Ed Egras, BetQL Daily, our guest. Uh, we got to wait till tomorrow night to get game two of the Lakers and the Warriors. And uh, it's kind of telling to me that the, the Warriors this year, as you know, Ed, uh, actually below 500 when it comes to against the spread. And here they are giving up five and a half if you're betting this straight up against uh, the Lakers tomorrow night. Do you think the Lakers could actually kind of go in there and actually steal another one? Because, I don't know, like, if, if you pound it in low to the big man, this is the whole plan all along bringing in AD, right? Absolutely it is. One of the things that matters when evaluating Anthony Davis is this idea of contested rebounds. So instead of just having your, your normal rebound, okay, well, there's the ball, it's missed, and so you, you haul it in. How many rebounds are you getting per game that others are fighting for, where two or three players are around the area to potentially uh, you know, grab the loose ball? And Anthony Davis has been one of the best at, in the playoffs at getting these contested rebounds. And so having a big fella down there has helped the Lakers significantly. They've also been really, really good getting to the free-throw line, one of the best in the NBA at doing that. And so the physicality is going to be something that the Warriors will have to contend with, and it's going to be a struggle for them. I don't necessarily think that I would uh, you know, side with the Lakers here in this second game, but I do think that the matchups pose some real problems for Golden State to where I think the series, going, series is going to last a while. Uh, this could be a six- to seven-game affair. And so if you're looking at series prices, I would try and find something that feels comfortable as far as uh, – six to seven games and and expecting this to to go the distance. Uh, But as far as game two is concerned, one of the things that was interesting to me was when Steve Kerr went with a smaller lineup, it seemed to work. That's when the Warriors turned this into a ball game again and uh, sort of trend the deficit drastically. I still feel like that there are a lot of lineup uh, mismatches that I think Steve Kerr can exploit to where the Warriors will figure something out and uh, win game two comfortably but again this series as far as how long it will go that's definitely where i'm thinking you know those are the best that i want to be making right now this is good at egros from beck ul daily our guest here in the sports bar with danger and bataglia taking a closer look at some of these uh nba uh playoff semifinal matchups in these series that that are you know now advancing into their in some cases third game are, are the suns cooked ed so it was interesting when you were looking at, say, uh, you know, pre-series prices and what to expect in terms of the flow of the series. And I think it felt like the markets were saying, okay, the Nuggets were going to hold serve at home, and then the Suns were going to hold serve at home. 
and then Phoenix would have opportunities to win game five or game seven. They'd take game six, and it would take the Suns a while to gel because they haven't had Katie and Booker there together for very long. It would take a while for them to gel, but ultimately they would, and they would win the series. And so on the one hand, I go, okay, this is kind of what we expected in terms of game outcomes. So perhaps I should maintain my priors that the Suns will ultimately flip a switch and put it together. But then I watched the games, and now I'm not so sure. Mm -hmm. It's not just that Jokic was going off, but the fact that, say, someone like Aaron Murray can have a bad game too, and it didn't seem to matter. You know, the biggest questions for the Suns coming into the series were depth. How well can they handle things when it's not just KD and Booker? Who else can step up and be that third contributor? And then, you know, what is DeAndre Ayton going to be like in terms of being more aggressive, uh, being the key defender that they need on that end of the floor? And the depth hasn't been as good as I would have liked to see for the Suns. And we're still not seeing that impactful DeAndre Ayton to where he really does need to be that third guy. Like Even in the Clippers series in the first round, Ayton, you know, he had some good spots here and there but he needed to be way more aggressive, way more physical, and we just weren't seeing that. So to expect Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to hang 90 uh, for every single game combined, I just don't know if that's realistic, especially if Chris Paul's not going to be 100% or play, whatever his status is. Uh, that's also a major concern because he's such a good distributor. This feels pretty bad to me, and I, I don't know how I want to bet on Game 3 just yet, uh, but at the same time, uh, if you want to look at some Nuggets futures, uh, there may be still some value there as far as them winning the West, maybe them winning the Finals, maybe Nikola Jokic uh, winning Western Conference Finals, MVP, something like that. That may be the route that I want to take. Yeah, Ed, uh, it leads us to the last series, which we haven't talked about. And I don't know if there's value here or just the lack of information. We stay away from this. And uh, Miami, we don't know, uh, Jimmy Butler, how bad it was. I did notice that, you know, Eric Spolster did let out an F bomb when he saw him go down in game one. <laughs> he finished that out. But uh, regardless, he, Miami almost pulled it off without him last night. So is there value with the Heat giving up three right now? And that could change, uh, certainly between now and then or is this one you totally stay away from that looks like a number that suggests to me that butler's going to be out there and it may be something where maybe he doesn't play as many minutes as you would expect but it does have that feel like okay butler had a bit of a hiccup you rest him in game two and you trust the heat organization that they know what they're doing that they don't want to you know put butler in a bad spot to me, this is a, a situation where it, even if Butler, say, is slow going or not at all in game three, you got to trust Coach Spo here. It, it, somehow, he's always able to, to be the MacGyver of NBA head coaches where you give him a rubber band and a hockey ticket, and he'll find the, he'll find the right five-man lineup to knock off the Knicks. I don't know how he does it, but it, it does feel like that the Heat spent a little bit more time experimenting in the regular season. Yeah, they had some injuries and stuff, but it did feel like they spent a lot more of the regular season experimenting and figuring out, okay, what are some creative lineups that we can put out there? What's some creative play calling that we can utilize to where any matchup comes up in the playoffs or any kind of random spot happens and we will be ready for it. And this is why he's one of the top coaches in the NBA is his creativity, his ingenuity. So in this spot, 
I would back the Heat here. Um, it, it does feel like that regardless of whether Butler is out there or not, you still have guys who the Gabe Vincents of the world, for instance, you know, learn more about him, study up on him. Caleb Martin, guys like that who uh, they're not household names yet, uh, but they might be because somehow Coach Stowe puts them in a, a position to succeed. So the Heat make a lot of sense as far as that side is concerned. And even, you know, say like a Duncan Robinson, for instance, you know, yeah, he kind of comes on, comes off, whatever it is, but you have three-point shooting specialists, you have drive specialists, cutting specialists, you have guys who can do their job really, really well. And so if you have a good idea, say like if you're live betting game three, to know, okay, this is an X kind of game. Like this is going to be the role player who's going to play significant minutes then it might be time to back them and look at some props there. Ed, I don't want to impose, but can we talk a little Stanley Cup playoff with you? Absolutely. All right, because we're big hockey guys here, big hockey community. Me we've too. got the Sabres down the street, and, and I've been saying it almost all season long, and we've done well uh, in betting uh, the NHL, and especially here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We went 2-0 and with uh, both underdogs winning and, and cashing in with some plus money value on the money line last night. And I, I've been saying it over and over again, and I, I want to hear you either echo it or dispute it, but it feels hockey more than anything feels like you're betting a number more than you're betting a team because of the wide variance of any outcome, especially when you're talking about playoff hockey. So with that in mind, are you backing the, the uh, Devils and the Knights tonight, knowing that you can get a little bit better value on those two underdog teams? I like the approach, first of all. Uh, you know, there's so much volatility in the Stanley Cup playoffs that, you know, so many different things can happen that can kind of change the flow of things. One of the things that I've been looking at a good bit, uh, these playoffs involves totals and penalties called because you've got some really, really good power plays this year. I watched the Oilers Kings game uh, really closely as I'm also, uh, you know, a contributor with Valley Sports West. And one of the things that I noticed, you know, right away is that, okay, the Oilers uh, weren't getting just a ton of power plays in that six-game series against L.A., but when they were, it was unbelievable. I believe they went 9-15 of 15 mm. with Leon Dreisaitl uh, absolutely going off and Connor McDavid getting a couple of goals as well. And so I will be curious as the second round unfolds how many power plays you're going to get because to me that can be the ultimate equalizer in terms of some of these dogs like the Knights and others uh, being able to come back and make these uh, games interesting. Uh, are you going to draw penalties? Will officials call uh, these infractions? That's going to be really important to look at. And so totals have been something that I've been focusing on. But as far as these games in particular, I think absolutely that uh, you know the Devils being dogs, that makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, defensively, there's a lot to like there. But as far as, as the Oilers uh, are concerned against uh, Vegas, you know this is one where I, maybe it's just because I watched so much Edmonton uh, already, these playoffs, but it is starting to feel like it's their time. Mm. This is the best defense that Connor McDavid has enjoyed uh, for his entire reign uh, with the Oilers. And so that, that may be swaying me in, in, in that particular direction, but I'm, ter- I'm totally with you that you know it's not necessarily just blanket betting dogs per se, uh, but also key matchups uh, work out as well. And while, you know, there's a lot to like about Vegas, to me, I think the Oilers, uh, that would be the side to back, at least 
to start. I hope from just a fan standpoint, that's what we get here. <laughs> it would be great to have <laughs> McDavid in the in the cup final. Um, Ed, not your typical uh, Wednesday getaway day here in the majors. We've got 13 games that have yet to begin on tonight's schedule. Uh, is there anything that's jumping out at you? Well, it's interesting when, well, first off, you know, again, being in L.A., you know, Shelly Otani's on the bump of the Angels. And so, uh, you know, I'm always uh, on the show getting made fun of because I like to hammer the over. Don't listen to them, Ed. Don't listen to them. We need to be talking about him more. Like all of us should be talking about him more. We don't talk about him enough. We really don't. Even if it seems like overkill, it's not. I I mean, it's, it's fascinating that. What, anytime I tweet about him, anytime I talk about him on air or what have you, that's what the that, that's all the interactions I get. Like I talk about anybody else, you know, even other superstars. Like okay, yeah, people care, whatever. I talk about Shohei Otani. It is a revolution mm-hmm. uh, what he's done and and his abilities and all of that. And so I, I still feel like that you know some may be underrating him, expecting the bottom to fall out. And I don't think it's going to happen in this matchup. And so. Uh, his over strikeout prop, or rather his over outs prop, I believe 17 and a half at last check. That, that's one that I like the over on. Uh, the other one, too, uh, you look at the Phillies-Dodgers game. Uh, you, you've got uh, uh, Gabe Stone, I believe. Uh, Gavin you know, going Stone. For the Dodgers. Yep. Gavin Stone. That's right. That's right. Uh, he's going for the Dodgers. And I know, you know the natural impulse is to say, okay, he's a rookie. He's going up against a really good lineup in the Phillies, and now they have Bryce Harper back. Well, this is a pretty good rookie who's auditioning to be part of that starting rotation, and I think he's going to get it. Uh, he's someone who has a fantastic changeup pitch, good fastball as well, good combination. And you look at his prospect numbers, and they're pretty stout. And, yeah, the Phillies, you know, they can hit. Uh, but in terms of going up against specifically changeup pitches on fan graphs, they're middle of the pack. And so – to me, an under-team total for the Phillies of, say, like four and a half or five and a half, whatever you're comfortable with, that's something that I like a lot. And this may be also a time to back the Dodgers, even though they're putting a rookie out there. Ed, uh, fantastic time hanging out with you this afternoon in the sports bar. Really appreciate you m- making some time for us. Know how busy you are. Uh, we'll be listening for you on uh, BetQL Daily, man. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Really enjoyed it, guys. You got Thanks, it. Ed. Here is the host of BetQL Daily, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Ed Egros. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Now, so he was just talking about Gavin Stone, how this is really kind of an audition for him for the Dodgers this afternoon. I think Ed passed his audition with us. That was great. Was fantastic. He was, yeah. It, look, if you are partaking in some legalized sports wagering in the state of New York, you're doing yourself... A disservice by not checking out BeckQL.com, by not listening to or watching BeckQL daily. Uh, Ed does a great job. Our guy PJ does a great job on Send It In every afternoon. Uh, and PJ normally joins us at this time on Wednesdays, but he got called up to to, uh, to host the afternoon show there yeah. on, uh, on BeckQL daily as well. So, uh, or on BeckQL, the BeckQL network. So we, we appreciate Ed stepping up and pinch hitting and place of PJ. And we look forward to talking to him again in the near future. Some really good stuff. But however, Ed did share uh, some of his plays tonight. And as I like to say, whenever we have an insider who comes in, I understand what you're saying. Your comments are valuable. Oh, no. What, 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 but I'm going to ignore your advice. Which one are you going against here, buddy? I've got a couple that oh, I'll talk okay. about. Okay, we got that coming Yeah, Because you're in the uh, danger zone. I'll share my favorite place for tonight's action in the NBA, the NHL, and Major League Baseball. It's time for I'll drink to that in the sports bar. You know what? If you're going to go head-to-head against the expert, I think I should decide who I'm going with.
Who made the better argument, Mike Danger or Eddie Egras? Fine. Um, to, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is already playing New York. I will explain. Can we get him off my television, please? Also, uh, some news about the NFL draft. And honestly, Danger, I think when I heard this, I'm like, okay, we're never going to get an NFL draft in Western New York. Oh, you mean like to host the draft? And Correct. Like we all romanticize, like how cool would it be if you could do a draft near the falls or something like, right? Like, right. Nah, not happening. Not happening. No? no. All right, we'll get into that and more next. It's time for I'll Drink to That in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 